a good idea. Mm. Awesome. Tune. I think we're about to hit another big ramp up in retail. Just FYI, my personal opinion. Yeah, I woke up and saw that $1.7,000 candle on the hourly, and I was like, wow, things that happen while I sleep, you know? Love it. Not just that, though, just the the number of people that are uh, um, onboarding to the various exchanges and whatnot right now. It's spiked up. So uh, that's usually pretty good sign retail's getting warmed up we've held this price range remarkably well i'm actually quite shocked i was kind of surprised to see it i was expecting um well i shouldn't say i was expecting that's not right i would not have been surprised if we had a pullback to the 50k range but it doesn't look like that's happening this is it's a pretty good base building uh time that we're in right now yeah i don't look at uh charts too much you know i mean i i, I look at it like like a indicator just kind of like waves on a you know like water hitting a beach you know like just kind of watching it as it goes but the there is one thing that i watch which is um the the old school like confirmation play where you have like you know, a, a level of resistance that gets broken and then it becomes a support, you know? And so it's like touch, touch, you know, you want like a couple of touches on the resistance where it kind of goes up there and then gets scared away, goes up there and can't beat it and then goes up there and then beats it. But then it comes back right when everybody's like super excited and, and you know, going parabolic about the break, it comes back, but then it like, bounces off it either doesn't bounce off and goes back down and everyone starts crying or it bounces off and then that new that old resistance becomes like this new support and that's something that i'm currently watching over on the monthly time frame i'm seeing that it's like this 58775 range you know has been acting like a monthly resistance of sorts and the candle hasn't closed yet, so they say you have to take the, you have to let the cake finish before you take it out of the oven. So we'll see how it all plays out. But that's you know it's all in the end it really doesn't matter. But it's like it's just that's something that keeps you know keeps me watching. Yeah, it matters to the new people, right? Like if you've been around a little bit, it matters a little less. You've been around a, enough to ride the emotional roller coaster of a big correction and not sell. I mean, you're basically a combat vet, in my view. <laughs> You've seen some shit, and you're good to go. You know what I mean? Um, it's the newer folks. Here's an interesting thing, though. I pay attention to Google Trends. Um, I have this uh, Google Trend chart that I have that I check it yeah, at least once a week, but sometimes more often than that. And the two search terms are buy Bitcoin and buy gold and I have the chart going back like six or seven years and uh, something is scaring the uh, global economy participants because um, the buy gold search is up. It's, it's the highest it's been in um, six years wow. right now. Oh, wow. So something and I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't put my finger on it, but there's something that is scaring um, participants of the global economy in a way that hasn't happened in a while. <clears throat> and it literally, it's dwarfing, like, but like almost two times the search volume. Um, and here's the other interesting part is Bit by Bitcoin is not following that trend, but a little bit. But um, the search volume for by Bitcoin is 90% lower than it was in the in the uh, 2017 bull run. So we have a ways to go before, you know, this is the end of the bull run in my opinion. There's plenty of sentiment shift left. 
which is all pretty cool. Hey, Jamie, good morning. I'm going to bring you up there. Jaime, Jamie, whatever you prefer. Mm. Good morning, Mr. GMI. Good morning, Satoshi. Morning, Snark. I don't know if I said good morning to you yet. I don't remember. That's what happens when you get old. <laughs> Jeremy, um, good morning. Among other things, my goodness. I, I was a little <laughs> distracted this morning. I was trying to get this laptop I haven't used for a while set up, so I am good to go now. Radio. Good morning, Maury Vivi. For doing these spaces, I think I'm going to be uh, one of the first ones popping up for the foreseeable future. They're very uh, helpful to drown out, <clears throat> excuse me, non-Bitcoin chaos going around the world um, and locally. But to today's uh, topic, which hasn't really begun yet, I just wanted to say that I, I really see Bitcoin and, and cities as the perfect match made in heaven, especially for Puerto Rico, where we're going through uh, debt restructuring. I think, hopefully, I, I hope people realize that Bitcoin is, a, is an excellent weapon to boycott uh, unfair situations like, like debt, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and austerity for people that are colonized and uh, subject to rule by Congress without representation. I really hope more people start uh, finding this type of signal. So thank you for, for putting it out there. You're welcome. And uh, I agree with you, by the way, 100%. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really think that over time that as Bitcoin sort of um, de-resources, so to speak, the, the traditional structure, what will end up happening is, is that people in governance will become more and more accountable. They'll have to. It'll be more like a, a performance review than a than a um, you know they can get away with anything they want kind of situation. And if you look back through history, you know we had this fascinating discussion about this yesterday about you know uh, nation states, the whole purpose of standing armies, all that other kind of stuff. And in modern times, is it even necessary anymore? Uh, it's fascinating, fascinating. It looks like our guest is here. And uh, I'm going to bring you up here. So Mayor Scott Conger's in the room. He's the 35th mayor of Jackson, Tennessee. His bio says believer, husband, dad. And you are now on the stage. Good morning, Mayor Scott. Good, Good morning. morning. How are y'all doing? Outstanding. Thank you so much. Sorry, I was having yeah. a little trouble get, getting on. So I was, I heard the tail end of good morning, welcome. So that's about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Y'all hear some kids in the background. It's, it's just mine. No, that's yeah, cool. you definitely hear. I have a child home as well. She's uh not feeling so well so she can't go to school <laughs> so in good company it's the new reality of the uh the remote working uh population right you've got the dogs you've got the kids you've got all that well I, I, unfortunately for me we, i'm usually at the office but uh, we had a, a death in the family this week so i'm home helping, helping my wife and, and in-laws out so i'm on dad duty right on well, I just want to take a moment and thank you for joining us. Uh, Sats Radio, could you give me a thumbs up in the back channel to confirm we're recording? I'm going to do an introduction. We will get jumping in here. Okay, I'm going to assume we're going, so I'm just going to get rolling here. I want to thank everybody for coming this morning. Good morning to everyone. Um, today's topic, we've got a pretty interesting topic. We've got a great guest here, um, Mayor Scott Conger is the uh, mayor of Jackson, Tennessee. Um, Humble was able to uh, hook us up with this gentleman, and we're going to talk a little bit about what he's doing in Jackson. I've got an article here in front of me that, that Humble 
um, gave to me uh, that talked a little bit about this. We're going to kind of do a little baseline discussion for a little bit. And then after that, if uh, Mayor Scott wants to hang around a little bit, if, if he has time, then maybe we'll bring some people up from the audience can ask him some questions. It's a really phenomenal um, an interesting thing that's happening. Jackson, Tennessee, here's the article, April 21, Jackson, Tennessee to adopt a Bitcoin main mine and hold Bitcoin on its balance sheet. The city of Jackson is exploring the option to pay its employees in cryptocurrency, may begin mining Bitcoin. Mayor Scott Conger of Jackson, Tennessee has plans to begin using cryptocurrency within the city. Mayor says that the city is exploring giving its employees the option to be paid in crypto as well as mining Bitcoin and keeping it on the city's balance sheet. Fascinating. Um, and then apparently at one point, uh, Mayor Scott tweeted out, cryptocurrency allows its users a way to bridge the gap of inequality. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that a little later, but welcome up uh, and thanks for joining us this morning. Um, tell us a little bit about how you found Bitcoin, if you don't mind, and, and tell us kind of your your view on it in general. You know what? I apologize, uh, Mayor Scott. You got to unmute yourself. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm muted because I had a kid in the background yelling. So, <laughs> <laughs> COVID nineteen does does strange things to people. Lockdown does strange things, and you start researching and looking and living in the Twitter space. And uh, you know, you heard about Bitcoin several years ago, and Probably like a lot of other people thought, well, you know, what is this? You know, what's the big deal? And then um, as you see, see things online and doing research and start talking to people and having conversations. And I think really for me, the the, the catalyst for my interest um, was just kind of a, a tongue in cheek tweet, uh, Twitter exchange between a, a local guy here in Jackson that ended up with uh, with me and, and Mayor Suarez from Miami having a conversation about what they were doing and i looked at kind of the holistic of view of what miami was doing with with bitcoin cryptocurrency in the tech space and now granted jackson tennessee is in the middle of between memphis and nashville and, and west tennessee we're not located we're not we're not in miami um but we were the first city in tennessee to have gig fiber internet access to every person business in the city limits um, and so I thought, you know, th this is something that, Tim, that Jackson could do on the scale of, of what Jackson can do and of kind of what Miami's doing. And um, th that was kind of the first interest of it. And then I started looking at what Bitcoin could do. Um, and then looking at the great equalizer of, of DCA and of how it, that low barrier to entry, uh, people that may not be able to get access to a bank account, but then can have access to um a Bitcoin wallet or a crypto wallet because last research I saw 86 to 87% of Americans have access to a smartphone, which is really all you need. Um, and so then what does that look like going forward? If you look at the trillions of dollars being pumped into the economy uh, that just completely devalue the, the U S dollar every single day. And what does the future look like of, of inflation hedging and, um, how can we start equalizing and, and bridging that financial, the inequality gap, the tech gap? Um, so many gaps, I think, can be bridged through through Bitcoin and that blockchain technology as we go forward. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah, that was my that was my intro to it right there. <laughs> in exciting times we live in. Um, do you mind if I ask you? And if you, if you if this is too personal for you, you don't 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 answer it. You can just like. You know, move on. But uh, do you own any Bitcoin yourself? Yes, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you can't. You know, from where we're from, you just don't talk about it. Be about it. That's that's there the phrase that I had growing up. So, oh, I like that. That's good. Amen. Right. Watch what they do, not what they say. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So. um how long you been in? How long have you been involved with Bitcoin? You know, I really probably got involved started this year. I would say 
um, you know, it hasn't been long. Like I said, I started doing the research, um, you know, looking at the conversations late last year and, and watching the trend lines and, and seeing the, the, just the amount of increase of activity and increase of value in the short amount of time, uh, just from, you know, the start of early 2020 to now. And I think really for me, it was a conversation I had with Aaron Ingalls. Um, and we talked about, inflation, costs of things, and, and what the economy looks like now and going forward. And his um, his daily business is in the fencing company. So he has uh, he has to buy wood. Wood has gone up, you know, 100%, 200% in some cases when it comes to U.S. dollars. And this was the aha moment for me. He said, if I look at the cost of doing business for me in U.S. dollars, it's way more expensive than it was last year. But if I look at it in the term of sats, it's actually cheaper than it was last year to do business. And I thought, wow, that's, that, that says it all right there. Yeah, it really does. And that's an amazing, that's an amazing illustration. That, what do we have these conversations all, all the time? Like, how, do we, how do we teach people about Bitcoin? Like, how do we get people who don't understand it yet? to understand it and that is probably one of the best ways right there just what you said you know yeah. you do a comparison between prices of things skyrocketing and then the opposite of that them dropping in sats and and there you go do you find that um people on your staff for example the people that you're working with with the with the city do they get that i mean do they get I mean, i'm sure everybody is feeling the effects of inflation but do you feel like people are understanding that it's what it's coming from and that that Bitcoin is a possible path forward? I think I think starting to. And so you, you look at, I mean, government moves slow <laughs> with, you know, just in, in everything. Um, and for us, you know, it, even at the local level, when I took office, you know, the conversation that we had, I've been in office a little over two years, was when I was campaigning, was that, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of people that I work with as far as at the department head level and even some of the management level that would be retired in the first, in my first term, because they were just at that, that retirement age, 30, 35 years of working in government. And so that conversation has gone a little slower because um, they don't, you know, they, they still, some of the generation want to be able to hold money if they need to. Um, but my, my executive staff, I think most of us are, are the same generation. So we've had those conversations about, uh, what the possibility is, how we can look toward it. They're, they're really open. And I think the, the biggest thing for us is the education piece for our employees um, to start and then how we can work on the adoption because I'm of the opinion that adoption happens. The mass adoption will happen at the local level. The regulation will have to come from the federal and state level, but the adoption piece will come local up. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's going to, it'll, it'll be a situation where they're not going to do anything at the federal level probably until they have to. Well, I mean, you know, for for instance, you read earlier that I was looking at putting putting Bitcoin on the balance sheet. Well, I can't right now. Uh, I found out you got to check with the Tennessee Comptroller's office, and the Tennessee statute is very explicit on what it allows for local municipalities to hold on the balance sheet, and cryptocurrency Bitcoin is not one of them. And so, until we get that statute changed, you know, my plan at the beginning was spend fifty hundred thousand dollars, get some mine equipment. I had some space for it. It was very well ventilated. Um, and we're just going to mine it, hold on the balance sheet, let it increase in value, and then get to the point now where, you know, we're like a lot of local governments. We're asking the, the or question. Do we build new roads or do we build a community center? Uh, but if we mine Bitcoin, my plan originally was mine some Bitcoin, let it sit, increase in value. 10, 15 years, we're not having the or question. We're having the and let's do this and do this because we're in a financial position to do that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's a very forward looking way to look at things. It's my opinion that if other, if other um, people in positions like yourself figure that out sooner rather than later, anybody who moves on that will be, and obviously yours for good is going to have an advantage, right? So I guess the process there is working with, what would it be the city council to change the we'll be working with our state legislators so it had to be state law that would allow us to to hold those on our balance sheet and do you have legislators that are pro bitcoin that are currently working on that 
well, they're not currently working there. They're open to the conversation to, to explore the idea of it, um, to learn more about it. Yeah, I was, I was concerned at first that our legislators would just be, would, would shut it down. Um, you know, this is not something that we see as value. Um, but you can start having the conversation about it and, and they're, they're open to the conversation. They're open to learning more. And so I think they're, they're not at the point yet of being able to say, Hey, I'm ready to sponsor some legislation to change it. But I think they're, they're at the point that they're, they're learning more about it, that we can, our legislation is a little different than most. We only, you can only introduce bills, um, January through April, pretty much is when the legislature is open. And so it's, it's a yearly thing, yearly cycle. So probably 2023 would, would be my goal to, to get legislation passed. Okay. Right on. Humble just shot me uh, a bunch of really interesting kind of points. Humble, do you want to ask him anything off of this list here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I um, What I was actually wondering, now that you've mentioned um, not being able to carry that on your, your balance sheet, I'm assuming, because um, there was another article where they were talking about property taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to kind of give everyone here a background, Tennessee is one of nine states that does not collect income tax on resident wages. So what you were looking at doing, um, considering Tennessee has an average property tax rate of, um, 0.73% of home value, which is the 23rd highest out of the United States for home ownership, um, you were looking at accepting property tax payments in the form of cryptocurrencies. So is that on hold for a little while as well then? Not necessarily on hold. We're, we're trying to figure out how to do that. So that's, that's a great, um, great piece. So our, our, the city property tax rate is um, $1.96 per $100 valuation. So it's, um, and I'm trying to think of the formula, it's 25% value of your house that we, that we assess. And so if your house is worth, you know, $100,000, just for simple math purposes, we're only assessing 25,000 of that for property taxes. Um, and so that would, we would have to, to look at a third party vendor to be able to make the transaction. And so if someone wanted to come in and pay their property taxes in Bitcoin, it would have to, they could still come to our, our revenue office basically uh, for logistical purposes and then pay, it would go to a third party. The third party would immediately convert to USD and the USD would come to, to the city and so you could pay it but there you wouldn't be paying the city you would be through a third-party vendor oh gotcha okay so it's a little bit of a, a workaround there that's good yeah it's a work and that's the same way we're looking at of, of paying our employees um i have actually right now i have my uh my purchasing director is is working to get a, a request for proposals out uh to platforms just for us to be able to not not pay them their paycheck um, in, in Bitcoin or crypto, but to give them a basically a deferred compensation option. And so kind of like they do the IRAs right now, uh, we pay them with their paycheck in U.S. dollars. Then they can say, I want to, out of my paycheck, I want to take X number of dollars per pay period and roll it into my crypto wallet and buy Bitcoin with it. And so they're automatic. We're automatically enrolling them to do that instead of having them, uh, instead of helping them set their own wallet up, automatically doing it for them, creating that DCA option, just like they're doing their IRA investments now, but just give them a, a Bitcoin investment option. Wow, that's uh, this is divine providence, Mayor Scott, because uh, I work with Swan Bitcoin, and that's uh, we kind of enable people to do that, exactly what you said. So if it's cool yeah. with you, I'd love to get together with you after this, and I'll have our team maybe put something together for you to look at. But People can basically do that. They can they can set up a, an ACH. We're we're even starting to accept ACH push right now. So that's something where somebody can just whenever they get paid, say take this amount of it, shoot it straight over to to the platform, and then do a it's an automatic buy. Just converts it right into Bitcoin. Yeah, and that's you know we're a little weird. I'd say we're strange when it comes to the government. We have to. Uh, I would love to be able to just like private business say, I want to choose this platform, choose this platform. We have to go through the whole proposal process. And so that's why we're working on now to make sure that we're as explicit and, and plain as possible on, on how we can get as many people to, to provide their proposals. So uh, our committees can, can choose the platform that, that works best for our employees. That's the yeah, d- d- Definitely love to talk with you about that. Yeah, that's great. 
what an interesting uh interesting time so um i want to ask you about the tweet where you said that bringing cryptocurrency and financial empowerment to jackson the way to bridge the gap of inequality Mm -hmm. could you elaborate more on that like what do you think about that so a little bit of my background is before before I was elected mayor in 2019, I served as as president of United Way of West Tennessee for a little over four years. And, um, you know, that is the divide, right? Financial empowerment. And um, we looked at, at those options. And so when I was elected mayor, one of the first things that we did was establish an anti-poverty task force uh, with the goal on, on getting towards some financial empowerment tools. And we applied for some grants. And so in I think January, we'll be launching soft launch of our, our financial empowerment center, which is uh, a, a kind of a mobile unit it goes to where people are, you know, because banks have that, uh, but the people who need them aren't going to get on public transportation. They're not going to ride to the, you know, the fifty million dollar facilities that, that banks are in and say walk in and go, hey, I need some help. Um, so we're going to provide that one on one financial counseling to people. But it doesn't matter what their income level is, because what we know is that your paycheck doesn't determine your your decision making ability when it comes to finances. And so what we want to do is increase savings. We want to help people pay down debt, live in their means, financially plan. And then part of that financial planning is how do you hedge against inflation? How do you plan for your future? What are the what are the best investments for your future? And so I think that having a, a, a Bitcoin component to that, helping them open up a wallet. Um, helping them learn how to DCA, understanding what the what the potential is, what the future looks like, uh, gives them and adds their savings. And just you know, any s- smart investment strategy is diversifying your portfolio. And this just gives an opportunity, even if people don't have a portfolio at all. This is a very low cost, low barrier entry into building a, a portfolio to to create financial sustainability in the future. That sounds like a fantastic initiative. Um, I'd love to stay in touch yeah. with you and find out how that's going um, and if there's anything that Swan can do in the future to help you with that or promote it or just anything. It just sounds fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're excited about it. We, uh, we've, we've contracted, I think, the, you know, the great thing for me coming from you know, the nonprofit world, actually, I joke with my uh, performance management director, I applied for the same exact grant when I was at United Way and uh, – didn't get it. And then so in the first year of being in office, she applied for it and got it. I said, well, you know, I guess we know who the better grant writer is. Um, but, uh, you know, we've gotten that grant. That's, that's been the focus. We want to be able to provide that initiative. Um, we're working with the United Way of Western Sea now to they're starting to hire their financial counselors. Uh, we're identifying targeted areas uh, within our city to go to and just offer this. Um, you know, it's no cost to the person to to be involved to to get the financial counseling and uh, we want to make sure that that we're empowering people for for the opportunity of upward mobility uh just to let them know that there there's an option you know you don't have to you don't have to go shop at the at the q mart every day and get your groceries uh we can we can get some plans for you we can get some mobile farmers markets we can empower you to move beyond what you've been told is your only option in your entire life that's really fantastic. And also the, I think a, there's a lot of situations in America and, and around the world too, but in America specifically for this conversation where people aren't taught basic things like how to form a savings habit and things like that. And the nature of the money um, in a lot of ways discourages that behavior. You know, when you live in mm-hmm. under an inflationary system, everybody's chasing increasing prices and it, it causes this human net behavior to want to spend, which is which is not good, right? It's better if people are saving. Absolutely. I mean, you you look at the past what, 20, 22 months, um, you know, several rounds of stimulus checks, um, and we've seen this. And you know, just to give you an example, our last fiscal year that ended July thirty of twenty one, we actually planned for a. Uh, a $3 million deficit in our budget last year. Uh, we planned for, uh, I think, a 15%, no, 10% reduction in sales tax uh, for the year. We ended up with a 10% increase from the year before. So a 20% swing 
I ended up with an $8 million surplus. Uh, granted, a lot of factors went into that. We were, we were very conscious about what we spent. We were very, um, very intentional about where our dollars went. We had, I scrutinized every dollar that was ever spent throughout the year. Uh, but a $12 million swing. And a lot of that was due to sales tax because, um, people were getting stimulus rounds, um, enhanced benefits and, and that spend that saving habit wasn't there. The, the, the financial literacy piece wasn't there for a lot of people. And that doesn't matter what your income level is. Uh, if you're not taught that, then you're going to go, I'm going to go get that TV I've been wanting. I'm going to go get the, whatever I've been wanting, um, because I have a few extra dollars in my pocket. Yeah, hundred percent. Because in, in a fiat money system, a lot of times you don't see the benefit of saving, mm-hmm. which is amazing about Bitcoin because every Bitcoiner I know who has been doing it for a while, long enough to go through a couple of major corrections, et cetera, you get to the point where you where every purchase, you start to think in your head and you about how, how much Bitcoin could I be buying with this instead <laughs> of spending it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially, you know, uh, if you put it in a savings account right now, I mean, the moment you, you put any money into a savings account, it's losing its value. You ever seen that um, South Park uh, episode where it's like, and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. True though, right? Gosh, yeah. man, that's, that's really the way it is. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And the, and the savings habit really is critical for a lot of other things. I mean, it, it, it it's kind of foundational character wise to build upon, to just make a better life. I mean, people who are struggling, uh, even if all they're doing is twenty dollars a month, if that's all they can do to buy Bitcoin and and stack it over time, it it sort of creates its own gravity well, where it just kind of starts piling in and adding, and then people become more productive, and then they want to go work and they want to go mine fiat, is what we call it, so you could buy more Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's the it's I think it's the greater it's a greater opportunity for compound interest. What we think of when we we're saving in IRAs and we're saving in retirement. I mean, that's, you know, you look at, let's just say my IRA, for example, last two years has been uh, 14.6, I think, percent uh, return. Uh, last 10, mo- 10 months on, uh, 12 months on Bitcoin is 150%. It's a little different. <laughs> yeah, very different. I-, I used to work in the gold industry. I used to manage a physical gold fund we stored gold over in switzerland and i did that for 14 years and i did this calculation where i um basically took the price of gold at the time i started in that industry and if i were to sell it today versus bitcoin which didn't start until 2009 but i did but basically did the same math and took the bitcoin starting price of eight cents per bitcoin and uh, you know, gold appreciated a couple hundred percent, but Bitcoin appreciated fifty-eight million percent, and that—that's not an error. That's really what right, it did. Yeah. yeah, there's just no, there's no comparison right now. Yeah, nothing quite like it. So, um, for everybody joining us, good morning and welcome. Uh, we have with us this morning Mayor Scott Conger. He's uh, the mayor of Jackson, Tennessee. He's doing some amazing things over there and um, clearly understands what Bitcoin is and, and what its potential is for the future. We're laying down a pretty good foundation for a discussion. I want to thank the mayor for being here. And you came a little bit early today, which is awesome because uh, that gives us time to bring some people up. If you're okay with it, what we usually do in these sort of uh, uh, discussion groups is we bring people up from the audience who can ask questions if you're all right with that. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. All right, cool. So uh, if you're in the audience and you're listening, you have a question for for Mayor Conger, let us know. We'll bring you up one at a time, and uh, you're welcome to to do that or add to the conversation. Humble, do you have any any thoughts? Yeah, I was actually wondering, um, as it when it comes to this digital wallet that you guys are looking into. Um, sounds like you're working with the Black Wall Street, which is a black-owned company that provides this. Could you speak a little bit more to that, um, what you like about it and um, what you're thinking with that? So um, we, we've done some work with the Black Wall Street, and that was, that's really just been for their, um, their, their tour bus stops and the education piece. Um, you know, they want, their, their goal is to reach out to the urban areas of, of those who may not be 
reached or impacted or may not have the knowledge um, about Bitcoin and crypto and, and digital wallets. And so uh, they came through, uh, I think, in May sometime uh, and did, a, did an event. And so that's, you know, what, what I want to do in Jackson is give give people the, the most amount of options possible that works for them. Uh, and get the most education possible, and and that was just as one component of of trying to educate more people about the opportunity. Gotcha. Okay. Ant, what's on your mind? Thanks, Alex. Yeah, I mean, this is just like a really cool discussion. I mean, I didn't even know that this was even going on over there, and I'm just really excited to hear it. You know, your perspective. Sounds like you're uh, looking at it, you know, very quickly the right way. So very excited. I'm glad that these uh, resources are going to be, you know, free, uh, if I understood you correctly. I did have a question, and I hope it's not too early. But so my dad, he works down in Miami for the city. And uh, one of the things that they were talking about down there was, um, you know, if you're a city employee being, you know, and I know that, of course, options like strike, you know, are making this easier. But, um, you know, Mayor Suarez was saying that if you're working for the city, he would like it so that, you know, employees can get paid in Bitcoin right away. And so my my father and I were talking about that and we're like, yeah, you know, you imagine the idea where, you know, you're getting paid in Bitcoin in the city. and over time, you know, vendors and merchants start to realize that, you know, the population is, you know, the local population is is collecting Bitcoin, they're earning Bitcoin, and now, you know, ready to spend Bitcoin potentially. So then, of course, the stores start upping their infrastructure to start to accept Bitcoin, and you start to see this economy, this Bitcoin economy, just kind of springing up all around you. Is that something you envision? I mean, would you support, and again, you know, forgive me if it's too early, but I mean, would you support um, the idea of, of paying city employees in Bitcoin? Yeah, and that's it's kind of what we're doing now. It's a great question and I appreciate that. And and I work for the city. I appreciate his, I mean, it's a public service. If you work for a city, you're not going to work for a city government to get rich. I can tell you that. Um but uh, yes, it's what we're looking at now. That's kind of what I talked about with the, I, I liken it to a deferred compensation plan just because the way that our state government is structured on being able to pay and be able to hold from a municipal government standpoint. But yeah, we would essentially, we're essentially going to pay our employees in US dollars, but allow them to convert whatever they want to into Bitcoin into their own wallet. And so that's the that's the request for proposal that we're working on now to send out to, to partner with a company that can do that because, you know, we, we can't immediately convert for them. Um, but we can allow, we can pay them and allow them to immediately convert into a wallet, but we want to do that. And as a controlled environment as possible for them while they're still learning and then let them make that decision as they move forward on, on what they want to do um, and, and build that economy and build that holding capacity. We have roughly, 760 employees uh, in the city of Jackson. So if we can, you know, start small and get some interested and then expand that out and then build that economy and help that infrastructure grow locally. Thanks. I, you know, sorry if, if you had already talked about that a little bit, I had uh, my own kid emergency back here. So I had to step away for a second, <laughs> but. Uh, no, I understand. We, we started talking deferred compensation and, and pain and it gets, you know, I'm, I'm living it every day. I still get confused about it and have to, check my vocabulary on it so um yeah I, I appreciate you allowing me the opportunity to clear that up and yeah we're we will essentially be paying we'll give we're giving them an opportunity to be paid in bitcoin but just on the percentage of their paycheck that they choose yeah that's really really awesome i mean this is like the kind of thing that we're seeing it's like yeah you 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 know when i first came in there was the idea that oh one day the government's just going to adopt it like from the federal standpoint but it's like you know the we're seeing it kind of happen. You know, you saw it in Wyoming, you're seeing it in Texas, saw it in Miami a little bit. They're, they're kind of going into some some alternative cryptocurrencies, which, you know, I, I, I like the focus personally to remain on Bitcoin. The, the more you learn about Bitcoin, the more you, you know, learn that it's not really in competition with any of the other cryptocurrencies. Those are 
just complete like they're in competition with each other, but not necessarily with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So um, I am excited to see this. It's like almost like watching a room fill in with paint just everywhere around, you know, towns like yours that are, you know, coming up and setting up this Bitcoin adoption. It's really exciting to see. So thanks for your work. Oh, thank you. It's exciting. And the more people that we get involved, and I agree, I think Bitcoin is, you know, I'm I'm of the, the opinion that I don't I don't want to regulate what people want to, you know, for our employees if they want to invest in something other or, or get their conversion to, to another coin. Personally, I'll, I'll be, you know, trying to steer and educate towards what the difference is and how Bitcoin is, in my opinion, um, where they need to go. But we'll we'll let them make that decision themselves. So, Mayor Conger, I'm I'm wondering when you first brought this idea to your um, your city employees, what was uh, how was it received initially? So we've we've talked about it with a few of them, and I think the the major education piece will be after. I wanted to get the RFP constructed first, and uh, talking with city council, and and for me, making sure that the council approves it was the important thing, and and making sure that I had five votes once we get to this point. And fortunately, um, when I took office in 2019, we had a, a, I think, fairly high turnover on our council with with some a generational shift, and and a lot of them are interested in this as well, and so they're very accepting of it, of, of the idea of going in this direction. And so I think you know once we once we get this platform and opportunity, then we'll start that um, that education piece. It's hard for me, you know, in, in my position, to just go out and. We have a lot of our employees that are working. You know, they're they're cutting grass, they're working on streets, they're they're doing maintenance, and so they don't have access to the email for me to just communicate easily with them. So um, after we get to this point, then it'll be you know departmental meetings of telling them know that uh, you know we're not asking you to pay your whole paycheck if you want to do five dollars every pay period, and just get them introduced to it. And I think that's for some of our employees that slow introduction on what the appreciation value is of it uh, will get them more interested. Gotcha. Yeah. I, um, I was reading through your thoughts on volatility with this too. And I thought that that was maybe something you'd be bringing up to them that uh, leave your quote was, I believe the short term um, volatility gives people a lot of heartburn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but if you look uh, at the big picture, Bitcoin will only increase in value. So I think that's, that's, that it goes along with the message that we, that I try to to communicate to them a lot because it's it's easy in in local government to to get bogged down in the weeds or you know we also try to help them realize you know, especially in some departments that receive direct communication from the public that you know our population in Jackson is almost 69,000 people that if that if 100 people are calling that doesn't mean that 69,000 people have the same issue that just means 100 people have the same issue it also means that 68,900 people are not calling you about that issue. And so trying to get them in, in all aspects to zoom out and look at the bigger picture of just because a few people are mad about something doesn't mean that everyone's mad about something. And I, I served two terms on the city council before I was elected mayor. And so that's also tell a lot of my newer council members, hey, look, I know you're getting calls about something. Um, if 20 people are calling you serve an average of 5,000 people in your district. That means that 4,980 people are not calling. So don't think that that's a, it's a catastrophe or it's a major issue just because a few people are, are raising and, and yelling that, that loud minority is coming at you. And so we, we try to talk about zooming out, looking at the whole picture. I think this really goes along with the message that we've been talking to them and to our council about for the last two years, just in every aspect of how we operate. Mayor Conger, if we if we zoom out, you know, as you say, a little bit and look at it at the national level for a second, I just wanted to get some of your thoughts on sort of the direction the country's going in terms of the economy um, and long term effects of that. And and where do you see us going? Like, what are your thoughts as far as Bitcoin? What does it mean to us as people moving forward? I think you know, Bitcoin is is going to be the the, the clear alternative and the option and probably the, you know, the standard going forward at some point, it has to be, I mean, we can't just keep printing money. Um, and, you know, that's, that goes across 
it doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican. Um, every every presidential administration prints more money and adds to the to the deficit and adds to debt. And so, um, it, you know, I, I think that's why I go back to the adoption piece happens at the local level because when you get to if you're a federally elected official, you are in reality so far removed from the people that you serve just just by the way it's structured. I mean, you're spending half your time in Washington. You're, you know, you're having to do fundraising calls. You're not directly connected to the people that you serve, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, here at the local level, I mean, I go to church with the people I serve. I see them in the grocery store, walking down the street. My kids go to school with their kids. Um, so it's, it's very difficult uh, for me to be removed from the people that I serve. And so I think that connectivity at the local level allows for that adoption piece and the understanding. Um, and then the the collaboration locally, I think across local uh, municipalities, county governments uh, will allow the the adoption piece at the federal level. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in constant conversation with with one of our U.S. senators here who's on the Financial Innovation Task Force um, for the Senate. And so with Senator Blackburn, and she's very open, understands uh, the process and understands what needs to happen. Uh, I've leaned on her hard about the the capital gains tax and looking at, at Bitcoin and crypto as a as an asset and commodity as opposed to a currency, and uh, I know she's been working on that as well. And so it just it, it'll take those conversations from local stakeholders, but it takes that that community at the local level to get the understanding, so they have the spokesperson that has the the connect and direct line to the federal representatives. That's fantastic. I mean, ultimately, it comes down to education at the grassroots level, right? Just making people aware, teaching them how to save, teaching them the difference between uh, fiat money that's basically on fire and losing value every single day in Bitcoin, which is a, a way to grow your to grow your wealth, to have hope, really. That's the way I look at it. It's like it's it's a way to have hope. It's a direct conduit to the human spirit in, the, in that regard. Yeah, at some point, I think, you know, I see a lot of people that, that talk about the value of it. And I don't know what that point is, that if it's a, a mass adoption level of the exchange of it of in the commerce side, but and it, it'll take years and years for us to get the mindset out of, you know, what it, what it costs in U.S. dollars versus what it costs in sats. And, you know, how is my how is my Bitcoin valued to U.S. dollars? It, it, it'll take some mass commerce adoption, I think, for us to get out of that mindset of comparing the two currencies together. Sure, I, I agree. I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, monetary systems in, in societies are these massive energy systems, right? It takes quite a bit to shift those over time. The interesting thing about Bitcoin that's different to all the other forms of money is that uh, the network effect that exists, because it's also uh, integrated with a tech technology network if you think of it in terms of adoption i mean the internet started around 95 i guess and then by you know 2005 ish everybody was using it yeah that, um, that the internet fad that started in 95 that was going to be a few years and then go away yeah nobody's going to use it <laughs> for nerds <laughs> there's a really great book i'm going to recommend if you're a reader i assume that you are it's called the bullish case for bitcoin by vj boyapati it talks about the phases that money goes through as it's being adopted and we're in the value accumulation phase not quite the medium of exchange phase yeah. and usually the medium of exchange doesn't actually occur until after the value accumulation has reached a certain level because you've got this opportunity cost like nobody wants to spend it if they mm -hmm. think it's going to go up in, in value Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I had a conversation with some high school students uh, earlier this week, and that was one of the questions of, you know, wh why is no one spending this? Well, you know, would you want to spend it if it was $20,000 yesterday and today it's $60,000? I mean, until the mass adoption happens, then that's that's when you see the, the volatility level out. And then that's when you can see the currency exchange happen. Awesome. It's so exciting to me to see people in your, like you in your position out there educating people about this kind of stuff. It's fantastic. So for those people who are joining us this morning, we've got Mayor Scott Conger. He's the mayor of uh, Jackson, Tennessee. He's a Bitcoiner. He owns Bitcoin, believes in Bitcoin, and uh, is doing some amazing things. <clears throat> Welcome and good morning to Corey. 
Tomer, Dr. Jeff. Uh, good morning, guys. If any of you have questions for uh, Mayor Conger, by all means, uh, let's do, you know, hold your hand up. I'll call on you. We'll go in, in an order. Um, but super fantastic conversation this morning. And uh, just want to thank Mayor Conger for spending the time with us. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, here's a little bit more pointed question is, uh, I saw this thing the other day where, where, uh, Senator Rand Paul said that he thinks, and, and is, if I got this wrong, anybody who, who's hearing this, correct me if I've got it wrong, but my understanding is he said he thinks that Bitcoin could become the world's reserve currency someday. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I think so. I think, you know, or something has to change. Um, <laughs> There has to be something that we we can't just print and fabricate and um, and devalue every single day. Hundred percent agree. Uh, Doctor Jeff, good morning. You had your hand up for a sec there. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I just didn't want to interrupt. Um, uh, Scott, thanks for being up here. This is great. And I'm sorry I came in late, so I missed uh, you know whatever you guys were talking about for the last um, whatever fifty minutes or so. Um, uh, and so, and so, if this is redundant, please feel free to just uh, move on. But I would love to know your thoughts about what you're doing, uh, or and what you think you can do as a mayor uh, of of Jackson with Bitcoin. Like, are there ways that you're implementing it into your city's programs? Are are you are you thinking about things like mining, like uh, making uh, uh, Jackson more amenable to Bitcoin miners, things like that? I just love to hear your thoughts on on how how you're implementing that. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I, I don't mind answering that question uh, again. It's uh, I think it's important for us at, at the local level, and it, it goes back to adoption, mass adoption happening at the local level, but regulation happening at the state and federal level. And I think those two things, I think the adoption happens quicker at the local level before the regulation happens at the federal and state level. But we're limited in what we can do at the local level on on holding Bitcoin, on on having it, mining it. Uh, just our state statute doesn't allow for it. It's very explicit on what we can have and what we can hold, and, and crypto and Bitcoin is not one of them. And so, we're we're looking at in the next probably two or three months, allowing our employees you know, very basically get paid in Bitcoin. We we will not pay them in Bitcoin personally. Uh, we'll pay them in U.S. dollars, and then we'll have a have a platform to allow them to immediately convert into a, to a wallet. <clears throat> and we're going through our request for proposal process to do that. Uh, we're also looking at opportunities for people if they want to, um, this is a little more cumbersome to do. So I don't, I don't know if that we're, we're really going to put our foot on the gas on this one, but, um, to pay their property taxes in Bitcoin, if they want to, it would have to go through a third party and be immediately converted to us dollars for us to hold it. And so I just, at, at the stage red of the accumulation and, and not really at a commerce point, I don't know that that's, I don't know that's worth our time and our money to invest in something like that, that would have a very limited return and a limited opportunity for people to use. Um, and then we're also, you know, conversation with state legislators. Um, I've, I've had a few conversations with Mayor Glenn Jacobs in Knox County across the state uh, about this, but about changing state statute to allow municipalities and local governments to hold Bitcoin. Um, that was my original plan. Spend a few thousand bucks, fifty hundred thousand bucks and and get some mine equipment and just mine it and hold it. And, uh, and you know, every local government we're not immune to it is is having the ore conversation. Do we pay streets or do we build the community center? Do we invest in parks or do we build sidewalks? Um, if we can get to a point where we can mine it um we do two things one we we own our own we own the energy authority um in jackson so it's a it's a municipal owned energy authority we help them regulate their off peak and peak hours they can be more predictive on on their energy surges if we do that if we mine especially in, in outside of eight to five um and we can help them do that for our energy load at city hall um then we also get to a point where we don't have that or conversation. We go to the and because we've accumulated, it's appreciated uh, in value. We can say we're going to build the sidewalks and we're going to pave streets and we're going to do the community center and we're going to build a fire station. Um, and so I think that's, that's the point that we want to get to. There's just a few barriers to get there and we're working on removing those barriers. 
I love it, especially your last idea, and especially if you can apply those proceeds to, um, you know, towards city improvements, um, and while maintaining lower tax rates uh, for the for the uh, citizens of uh, Jackson, I think that's just a fantastic idea. So uh, kudos to you for pushing that through. I think any anything that you do, uh, where you're just sort of getting Bitcoin as a part of the conversation, is going to be beneficial uh, to you uh, and your community. And I think it just gets the discussion going more broadly across the country. So uh, I applaud what you're doing. I think that's fantastic. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's exciting. Very forward looking. Um, and uh, you know, it reminds me of this conversation that we had with Lord Fusatilla. Um, Maybe last week or so. This is this gentleman is uh, one of the one of the first uh, members of parliament for the nation of Tonga, um, and he's talking about using their volcanoes. They have 21 volcanoes in their country, and setting up geothermal uh, mining for energy production and building out up to 1,600 megawatts of power. I think uh, it takes about 200 megawatts to power their nation, and the rest would be used for Bitcoin mining. For the country and it's a it's an amazing way to uh to arbitrage energy globally it's fascinating what's happening with all of that only if we had a volcano in jackson we could do that that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> a little concerning but great yes yeah yeah it's, it's you know, a risk reward you gotta you gotta benefit cost benefit analysis there oh for sure <laughs> Who'd have thought we'd be at a, a place in time where people are, are uh, envious of other people's volcanoes <laughs> in their backyard? Exactly. <laughs> what a crack up. Uh, yeah, but that's really good. I mean, uh, gosh, I, I on, a, on a scale of one to 100, uh, Mayor Conger, where are you at in terms of, of pushing that sort of initiative forward? I think we're, we're, at, we're at 100. I mean, like I said, we're, we're getting the RFP out. Um, Hopefully, see, we're, we're getting into November, so hopefully that'll go out in um, in November, and then we could have it before the city council for a, a recommendation January, February, uh, to to start letting our employees get the option of getting paid in uh, in that. And so, I think that's step one. And then after that, um, you know, working on another that'll give us a year to work on our state legislators to get some some legislation passed to allow us to hold it. And so that'll be, you know, 2023 uh, will allow us to do that. And then we can, we can start really putting our foot on the pedal after that. Where are you at on the, uh, on the mining initiative? I mean, the mining initiative is going to be, it'll be 2023 for us. If we can get it through the state legislature to allow us to legislature to allow us to, to hold that, Um, you know, that's just, um, if we can't hold it, there's no point in mining it. And I don't know that we can, you know, I've talked with some people because I think there are, you know, Miami may be doing something not as, I mean, maybe similar with their, with their Miami coin. I don't think that they're actually holding it. Um, I think they're holding a wallet that's separate from uh, the city's books. And so it may be something that we can do that route, that we could hold it in a wallet separate from our books. I don't know. I don't know how the accounting would look. Uh, you get into governmental finance. That's uh, I gets a little overwhelming sometimes, but that may be an option. Um, I have to look at that with our, with our finance director uh, to see how we could, if we could. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not sold on the fact that we got to wait on the state government to tell me what I can do and how I can benefit my citizens and that I serve. Um, and so we're, we're constantly looking at options that we can, we can do that. Man, I love your attitude. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the right attitude to have for sure. <laughs> it, 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 it gets frustrating because, like I said, government moves slow. I came from a nonprofit where there was you know less than ten of us on staff, and so we wanted something done. I could just get it done. Well, and got you know even at the local level, seven hundred and some odd employees and systems that have been in place for forever, and then I have to get five of nine people to agree with me for any legislative changes. So uh, it moves a little slower than I'd like to. It's a, it becomes a point of frustration for me, but also I have to remind myself every day. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right on. Well, listen, I want to be respectful of your time. I know you came in a little bit early, which we greatly appreciate. And I know you uh, have, have a scheduled uh, to be ending here pretty soon. So, um, 
what I'd like to do is maybe just take one last question and then uh, get that one answered, and we can we can wrap up with you if you need to go. Uh, okay. You're, you're of course you're welcome to stay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think my the, the citizens here in my house are getting restless, so uh, <laughs> I can I can hear them from the other room. Okay. And I did actually just bring up Rush as well. So um, if you do have time for two questions, that, yeah, okay. that would be beautiful. But if not, please, I, I yeah, understand we, we family questions. commitments. Okay. Um, so, Marie Vivi, you are uh, you're next. Thank you, Humble. Thank you, Cyber Hornet, for the space. And thank you, Mayor Scott, for uh, giving us your time. And especially thank you for your leadership with everything you're doing, setting an example for mayors across the, the country and, and, and even uh, local municipalities across the world to take leadership and not wait for their national governments. As to your conundrum with mining, um, have you considered that you can benefit from the load ban balancing uh, that you mentioned earlier? Even if you have to sell the Bitcoin right away, at least you'll have that infrastructure there for when you can uh, have it in your in your books and not have to sell it no i have not considered that so it's a it's a great thought that i had not considered so that's definitely uh something for us to look at as well uh you get the load balance for us to, to plan for that and then know that we can do it and sell it and it's still that's a that's a short-term benefit as well as a long-term implication so yeah I, I like that idea wonderful um thank you for that question Go ahead, Brash. Uh, so it's just a very generic question uh, to the uh, to the mayor. Um, and if this has been answered previously, um, just avoid this question. In the event the legislation goes through and you can start paying your staff or your citizens, whoever chooses to be paid in Bitcoin, what's the implication of capital gains tax there? Or is that going to be eliminated as well or taken away? And this seen as a form of currency straight away. I, I think if we get to the that's a great question. Um, I, I think if we get to the point where we can directly pay our employees uh, in Bitcoin, then my thought would be, um, you know, I, I would hope that the capital gains tax would not be there. That's that's what I push for with with our U.S. senator. Um, I know that she's in favor of, of eliminating the capital gains tax and treating it like a currency that it is. Um, so I think I think there's a lot that has to happen before we can get to that point where we can directly pay. Uh, for us to be able to directly pay, I think it will have to be viewed as a currency, and the capital gains tax will have to be eliminated. And you know that's that's a that has a bigger effect too. You know, I, I don't think that there'll be that that currency adoption of actually utilizing it for commerce until the capital gains tax is is removed from that because every time you expend it, every time you exchange it, every time it, it, it changes wallets and there's, there's a capital gains tax is going to hit you. And so um, I think until that happens, we're still going to be in the accumulation phase of holding and there it won't be a currency exchange un, until that capital gains is removed. And I think that's, that's an important piece. Um, you know, that's the, uh, in the American rescue plan, there was an amendment presented to remove the capital gains tax uh, from Bitcoin and from cryptocurrency that wasn't passed. Um, I think that was the first attempt. Uh, those senators, um, Lemus was the only one I can remember. There was two others that, that, that sponsored the bill. I know that Senator Blackburn uh, from my state um, was in support of the bill, uh, but that's um, that's going to have to be an extensive conversation. It's going to have to be removed for, for anything to happen like that. All right. Uh, so I know you've got to run. So I just wanted to to thank you uh, for coming and hanging out with us and talking a little bit. Um, you're welcome to come back anytime. Maybe we can get an update from you sometime in the future. Um, just appreciate it. It's been a great conversation this morning. No, thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me and, and enjoy talking and enjoy answering questions. And hey, you know, those are great questions that, that gave me some ideas that I had not thought of. So I'm always always looking for, for ways to improve on what we're doing and, and how we can think about things. And I appreciate that as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. And I really appreciate that you are one of the pioneers for this, you know, doing this in your city. So doing a lot of the, the hard work up front and kind of setting that pace for others to follow. So I appreciate that. We all do.
Well, thank y'all. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation, enjoyed the questions, and uh, look forward to coming back on once we once we get this RFP cleared and sent out, and and tell you how it's working that we're you know, giving that opportunity for our employees to get paid in Bitcoin. Sounds good. Thanks for your work, Mayor Conger. Very cool stuff. All right, thank y'all.